I'm Ashley Aiken. And I'm Chris Cerna. The wedding industry has unintentionally perpetuated a culture of chasing perfection at the cost of your relationships and mental peace. We know this because we've spent a combined 16 years photographing weddings. Together, we dive into the silent struggles of the modern engaged couple, like you. Our goal is to empower you to pop that perfection bubble, embark on the journey of self-awareness, forge your own wedding planning path, and and ultimately ultimately cultivate a healthy and thriving marriage. Ashley. Chris. This is our 50th episode. Oh, my. I was like, what? What is he going <laughs> to say? This is Dude, our 50th episode. That's an, It doesn't feel like 50 episodes. That's a significant milestone for podcasts. Like is how long? Really? When did we start? February. February? Yeah. February, March, April, May, June. Four. We're five so, months in. Yeah. Like 50 episodes. Okay. That makes sense. 10, ep- 10, ep- 10 episodes a month. Holy cow. Yeah, I think we only released one episode the first month, like the first week. And then very quickly, we started doing two episodes a week. Yeah. Well, so, and like last week, we didn't release an episode because hashtag internet problems. Hashtag internet, first world probs. Yeah. But those but probs are gone. Those problems are gone. Fiber is here. We are good to go. We're good to go. We talked about that a little bit last week. But man, I'm yeah. like, I'm really hyped. And I'm... One of my friends was like, yeah, but you guys record two episodes a week. I'm like, shut up. I don't care. Like, yeah. that's significant. 50 yeah, episodes. Yeah, it's still 50 episodes regardless. Like, that's a big deal. So, yeah. man, I just I just want to take a moment to just appreciate just all of our listeners. Like, we do this for you guys. Like, we're yeah. so thankful. And, and, man, we feel like it's always great to get all of the emails or the messages the DMs or whatever, where people are like, uh, da, 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 this, this, and that. And I mean, here just the other day in the bridal breakdown Facebook community, um, I had, I had asked a question about like, Hey, you know, what are some things that you guys want to hear? And there was someone in the group that was sharing their input and giving their feedback, like, Oh man, it would be great to hear about this and to hear about that. Um, and then in it, and I'm actually going to go, uh, look something up really quick, but in it, she basically said, let me see, I have it pulled up right here. This was Morgan, and I was talking to her, and she said uh, at the very end of her statement, P.S., my cousin Megan uh, recommended your podcast to me when I got engaged, and I've been loving it. Megan was one of our brides from the beginning of the year, and her and her husband are amazing. So that was just super cool to hear, like, one of our brides. Passing who, it on. Right, like, very shortly. Like, she got married two, three weeks after we released the podcast. But even then she like listened and was trying to support and stuff like that. And she passed on to her cousin and, and it's super helpful for her. So we just hear little stories like this all the time where people are like, this has been so helpful. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, it really is awesome. Hearing that feedback is literally what keeps us going. I think you said that somewhere recently, but it's just, it feels really really good to know that it's making an impact and a difference and offering perspective and insight and establishing expectations, which I feel like is kind of where this is like, you know, you start the podcast and you don't know where it's going to go. Like you have an initial plan and then it takes on kind of a little bit of a life of its own. And while of course, all of these things link into like supporting your mental space. Yeah. It's really been so much about like, bringing like looking behind the curtain bringing up taboo topics like 
setting your expectations and just making sure people aren't, you know, thinking it's going to be one way and then it ends up being another. Yeah. It's been cool. It's been really cool. Do you, has it been harder than you thought it would be? Um, it depends on the week. Really, I think it just depends on the week. Uh, this part is easy. Yeah. Everything else is hard. Like, honestly, I like will sit in the kitchen making dinner, you know, feed myself. Yeah. And I'll be thinking to myself, man, I just wish Chris and I could make enough money to hire somebody to do social media. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. that's like, that would be, that's the, that is the dream <laughs> because yeah, that is that like would be, a full time job. It really is. It and re so I, mean, I don't do this, it. <laughs> Even this last week, like I did a post, but it's not just a post. Like it's not as simple as just doing a post. And when it was all said and done, I had a ridiculous amount of time invested into it. Like hours. I, yes, it was yes. easy two hours. Oh yes, there's from the, easily times I'm like- The graphic well, and then this, and then it was yep. pulling the snippet and then creating the snippet. And then yeah. it's like, why the fuck is this doing this in Canva? It shouldn't be doing this. Why yeah. And then you get and it. Then and then caption. And then the caption. And then And then you've got to like do a story to go along with it. And if yeah. you do that, like easily every time I'm like, well, there goes my entire day. Like three yeah. hours is gone. Easy. I feel so bad when like, because we've had, there are more guests that we haven't done a post for than guests that, that we have. Yes. And I always feel bad. And I'm thinking about going back and backlogging some of those. Yes. And, hitting some of those because um i mean social media is so important to growing this thing oh, i would I say it is the hardest thing about this and yeah the other hard aspect about it that i didn't even think about it is it's you're right it's not the recording it's like everything else going on in your life that like it just it's just hard yeah it is it's like it's... when we sit down i feel like it's easy but it's yes. getting to that point yes it's the it's all this. It's just the social media stuff. And I agree on like going and backlogging and trying to like somehow make it make sense to get the like shareables. Like because I think that's a big thing is like just making something shareable so people see it versus it just living on the podcast. And there are so yeah. many you guys so much on the podcast that hasn't been shared. And maybe we'll maybe one. I don't know, though, also, because like we both run full time photography businesses. Yeah. So I feel like it may be a winter project or maybe yeah. we get a sponsor and we can hire an assistant to go do all of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I just I know that there's so like you and I have had so many conversations about like all the big dreams and goals that we have for this thing. And it's literally just finding the time to make it all happen. But that is, you know, that's like the struggle with everyone. And I'm freaking yeah. proud of ourselves. We're closing in. On we just hit a significant significant episode uh, milestone episode milestone. We're coming closing in on a significant download milestone. We're closing in on ten thousand downloads, which is huge. Yeah. In year one, I I have friends that they're years into their podcasts and they don't even have five thousand downloads. Yeah, and so you know I I think I'm just I'm just grateful. We appreciate you guys, and uh, we're sure. gonna keep working hard to bring you good stuff. You got anything else to add? No, no, I could probably, but I'm like, man, I feel like that sums it all up. And it's all just from like the gratitude standpoint. And Chris and I are trying not to put too much pressure on ourselves when we forget to post or we don't post yeah. or we take a month off of posting because 
we do want this to continue to be fun. And, you know, even those, you know, friends you have that have been doing it for years and don't have 10,000, like they're doing it solely for fun. And like, oh, for just, sure. There's no pressure on it. Yeah. And so keeping it that way, I think at least for now, and unless, until we get, get paid, <laughs> and yeah. it's like, we're just going to do this for you and do this for the fun. Name, and- the name of the game is just like, keep it stress-free. And I think in some ways we're putting in the actions of like a lot of the practices that we're talking about, like, we're going to set some boundaries and, you know, we're not going to put guilt on ourselves for not, you know, posting two times a week and not doing a snippet for every clip. Do we desire to do that? Yes. 100%. But we also like our mental health, our marriages, uh, our families, our, you know, there's so many other things that come first. And I think, uh, I think we're in a good spot with that. Yeah. So I do too. It. I do too. Well, it was a really good post this week. Um, I need to put my phone on do, do not disturb because this situation is going to distract me. It's um, so two weeks ago, I really think it's been like two weeks, two weeks ago I left and got on the good old airplane. And how was that? Do you get nervous on planes? I, uh, not anymore. What has helped me on planes, I think millennials are um, traumatized. And because yeah. we were in like our developing years when, you know, we learned that planes go down. Yeah. And like adults that were adults back when that happened know that planes don't always go down type of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for us, like those were very formative years. And I'm like, they were planes go down. Like that's when I like learned about planes in general. Like I'd never been on a plane prior to that. So anyways, I still get really lot... nervous. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so does like any other millennial that I know. We it just, takes like... like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then I can calm down. And then yeah. the minute there's turbulence, it starts all over again. And oh I like gosh. literally have to coach myself through it. Like, yeah. it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Like I literally have thoughts like, fuck, Larry and I can't be on a plane together. If we do, like if, what if we both die, then our kids aren't going to have parents. Like yeah. we cannot fly anywhere together. Or if I'm on a plane, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this could be the last, <laughs> like it is, it is dark. Yes. Well, like the best way that Ash or that I try to travel when I'm with Ashley, like it's more fun to travel together, but it's so nice when like I go down a day early or she goes down a day early because then those thoughts are not with me that like we have all the photos on one plane and like stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I get nervous, but what's helped me is a Ashley would get a lot more nervous than I would. And for those of you that don't know, I'm a wedding photographer. So is Chris, my business partner's name is also Ashley. So that's kind of confusing, but it is Ashley gets way more nervous than I do on planes. And I was like a lot more, like I was on planes a lot more than she was. Um, So she would get really freaked out. And I would have to be then like mother bear and like be the strength Uh, in us. So it really helped because I would look at things from like a logical perspective. And so when she was freaking out when turbulence would come, I'd say, look around. Like if nobody else is freaking out, we don't need to freak out. Or like if the flight attendants are still walking around, we don't need to freak out. Like... And that's helped me so much to see the calmness of other people and be like, okay, like I'm just having, you know, like, I don't know if it's actually a trauma response, but it really could be a trauma response that we have just from like believing that planes go down. Like, you know, and there's the off chance it will. And then that's the other thing I, that I go through when I'm, when I'm flying is like, if it does, there's nothing I can do about it. Like I'm here right. I'm on this plane and worrying about it is not going to like, it's not going to make it not happen. That would have to be the happen. worst. Could you imagine like it's going down? 
Oh, there's yes. no ifs. And you you're know just we like, imagine it every single time that you get on a plane. But then like, when okay, it does happen, you're like, no, this is literally my worst nightmare. I would literally just be thinking in those last seconds about my family. Like, okay. this got so fucking dark. I was going to say, so Chris, quick. you're going so dark. You're going so dark. Here's oh some tactics God. to make Let's... you not freak out on a plane. And Chris is like, oh my God, I'd be thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me? Happy that got thoughts, so man. dark so quick. Okay. Happy thoughts. Anyways, um, let's get so out of this dark hole. I do prior to flying though, and I did this, have my AirPods in and I like download a like calming music playlist that's just that's like smart. relax and unwind. And then I'll have that playing in my ears and that helps. I also get motion sick. So that part's not fun. Like oh. taking off and landing is very miserable for me. And so I have to like focus really hard on like, you're fine. You're fine. Um, but anyways, I'm flying and what distracted me and got me through the entire flight was working on my maid of honor speech. And that was like, I don't know if I've ever felt more pressure than I did for this like maid of honor speech, not even writing yeah. my own vows. Like I was like, Oh my God, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? What do I say? And cause you're like, do I go funny? Do I go sentimental? Do I do a little yeah. bit of both? Do I cry? Do I? Right. Yeah. Like all the things. And then you're also like, there's a best man who's going. And so, and it ended up going fine, I think. But again, like I blacked out, I think whenever I gave it, but leading up, I was worried about this maid of honor speech and I'm going down to Texas, like way early. I'm going down on like Wednesday and I'm there to be like her support system. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to write my vow or write my speech. I'm there to be her support. So like totally. We would finish the day of like all the things that were like stressing her out and getting them done. And then she'd go to bed and I'd stay up. (laughs) And then freaking the day before the wedding, literally the day before the wedding, I rewrote the whole thing. No. The whole thing. I like, and I think that's like a testament to how it normally happens because it just feels different when it's close. Like, It was the next day and then it started to feel real. And then like my real thoughts kind of came to surface. And do you think your your second was better than your first? I was more prepped for my first. So I rehearsed it, my first one a lot and like probably had it memorized. But the the one I actually said, I wrote the night before. And so I'd only like said it out loud once. And so I didn't have it memorized into any capacity, um, which sucked because my eyes were down the whole time. But it was definitely, it felt more, like it felt truer, I guess. Yeah, So that makes sense. Yeah, it was, that was interesting, but it was a really good, you know, I was there Wednesday, wedding is on Saturday. We had like three days to get a lot of things done for her. Yeah. And one of the things that I noticed and why we want, I wanted to talk to you about this episode was like, she's like my sister. I love her. She's going to listen to this episode because she contributed so much to it but um she was on edge to say it nicely like and you you were there bubble. long enough to experience like to see a lot of these emotions yes and we're so close that yeah. like there is nothing like no stone goes unturned you know like it's not secret totally. Because yeah, yeah, she doesn't yeah. need to keep her. She wasn't you know, like trying to like mask anything or hide anything. Right. Like you were just right. getting to witness her raw thoughts, exactly. emotions, all that stuff. Yes. Yes. And so I was like, wow, like I'm really getting this unfiltered look into what it's like the week of a wedding because 
even my week of the wedding, which I could relate to a lot of the things she was going through. Like I remember being really stressed out and really on edge and like snapping really easily the week of the wedding. Um, and I only had 13 people go. So I think hers was even just exaggerated because, you know, she's got a bigger wedding. I think it was like 150 to 175 people. So it wasn't even that big, but it was bigger. Like it was, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that was really taking her over the edge, like to the point of just sobbing, like she is, we're sitting at her bar and she is sobbing and I look over at her and I like, I checked her like in a way, like I, she, her and her fiance now husband, they're absolutely perfect for each other. Like they, it makes me cry how perfect they are. Like oh. so perfect. However, in this moment they're fighting and they aren't the type to normally fight. They're very supportive, like very like Justin and I fight all the time. These two, their communication's very good. Like they, they're, they're great, but they're fighting. It's the week of the wedding. And she is like at her wits end and wants two things to be accomplished. And she's been asking her fiance the whole week to get these two things done. And he didn't look at them like they were a big deal, but they were a big deal to her. So yeah. he'd like get all of this big deal stuff done, like mow the yard, like do all the things that need to get done before they leave. And she's like, I'm still stressed out about these things. So I get there. And it's like, I think it might be my first night or it was my second night there. And she asks him at like 10 o'clock at night, he's about ready to go to bed. And he promised her that he would get these things done before he went to bed. She brings it up. And he was like, fine, let's do it. He crosses his arms. He's not happy about this at all. He He's tired and grumpy and wants to go to sleep. Crosses his arms. What she wanted to do, and I looked at her after like she's exploded and said, this is not that big of a deal. Like this has taken you over the edge. You're sobbing. You're, you and your fiance are like, you're crying. You guys are not getting along. Like he is standing here in front of you doing this. No, he's not enjoying himself, but he's like, it was so a, what, what was it? Okay. So there's this new TikTok trend. Oh, oh no. Okay. And it is about practicing your first kiss pose. Like, like how you're going to pose after you kiss or no, like, like during, during the your kiss? kiss? It's on TikTok. I saw it like, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago. And I sent, took a screenshot, sent it to Ashley. And I said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Why? Like, why are people doing this? Right. But the reason that I'm bringing it up and she, it's just like, this is just an example. Did they of, say something like in the TikTok? Like, if you don't practice this, you're going to look dumb or yeah. like. Like they practiced multiple different poses. They did it on video and they were like, hey, help us pick which pose we should do at our wedding. Like for that should be our first kiss pose or whatever. And that's just it. It was just like, p help us pick. And then it just made couples planning their wedding it put a new thought in their head of, oh my gosh, should I think about my first kiss It's like post? something to be self-conscious about. Exactly. When prior to this video, nobody thinks about what they're going to look like during their first kiss besides like, hey, maybe he's going to throw his arm up in the air. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. Those pictures you see. But those are, spon I feel like those are spontaneous. Like, I think most of the time they can be spontaneous. Yes. But it's, also, it's just not a conscious thought. 
Yeah. So this video has made this a conscious thought. It's like made it like hyper fixation. Like, yes. Think about this overload. Yes. So now she's like, oh, I have to, this is another thing I have to think about. And I am going to respect that she wants to do this, but I ask her, like, do you really want to like look at your pictures and be like, oh, that's that cute pose that I picked or whatever? Or do you like, that's the way that when you, your kids look at these pictures, do you want your kids to look and be like, wow, that's the way that my dad always kisses my mom? Like always. Right. And I was like, I don't know like which one is going to be more special to you. And like, she just like breaks down in tears and like, he's not into this, like trying to do this. Yeah. She wants to do this. I'm, trying to look at both of them and I'm like telling him I'm like look she needs you to be here for her he's like I am and I'm like I know y- you need to cheer up a little bit like just be here she need she needs you right now and I'm looking at her and I'm like this is not that big of a deal this should not be taking but it is but it it is taking all of that out energy out of her so where we landed after lots of tears and like I looked at her and I said you just gave me eyes like she just gave me like those like mean eyes yeah and I said it and she starts sobbing and I'm like, okay, honey. Okay. And oh, it was just, people are so, it's the week of the wedding. There's emotions are high. Like there are so many things that are going on in their heads and that they're juggling. And anyways, that's what inspired this, but I'll tell you where we landed. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell me. So if you find yourself here, you and it is stressing you out and it was stressing her out and so we wanted to eliminate that stress regardless if i think that this tiktok trend is silly or not it is stressing you out let's eliminate it so where we landed is i said will you guys just show me how you kiss like how do you kiss every day like he comes home you guys haven't seen each other like how do you kiss when you see each other and they kiss and i'm like that's a great kiss and she's like i feel dumb and i'm like okay i'm going to take a picture of it and then this next time, I want you guys to do the same thing, except fiance. I want you to lean into her a little more. Like, that's all you got to do. So like, we're just going to exaggerate your normal kiss. Like, just lean into her. And so then he leans into her. And so we have this before picture and this after picture. And I showed her the before picture and the after picture and the after one. She's like, I love it. And I was like, perfect. And it's the way that you already kiss. He just has to like lean be in a little more passionate about yeah. it. So that's where we landed. And she was happy. And all I want is for her to be happy, but it just like shed light on all these things that couples are juggling the week of the wedding and the little things that set people off, you know? Yeah. Like that's so yeah. little, but it, it was so big to her and that's what's important. And like, she's going to listen to this and she know. I mean, I literally told her this to her face. I'm like, this is really little. This is not worth your tears right now. Yeah. But. I think that is a, I, number one, I'm glad that I'm thankful that you shared that. Hopefully she's okay with you. I would imagine she's going to be fine with you sharing that. Um, But I think that's a great example because to anyone, I mean, it could flip the roles. Maybe, you know, it's not as common, but there could have been something like that, that the groom was really, you know, wanting to do or or something like that. But it's just like everything's compounded, compounded the months, maybe potentially a year in months. And just all of the decisions and everything have like kind of built on one another throughout Mm -hmm. all of the planning. And then it all culminates like to you're in single digit days, you're seven days away, five days away, however many days away you are from your wedding day. And then it just, 
everything, I feel like the weight becomes unbearable that week of everything. Yes. And so literally something that while you are not in a wedding planning state or even this compounded state, you normally shake it off, you shrug it off for that. But it's like you're more vulnerable and just maybe not as in strong of a place because I think a lot of times people don't expect it to hit the way that it hits. It's like, we've been good. We've been planning this. whole. We're only, this should get easier. We're so close. But it's just kind of like the air sucked out of the room this last week. Everyone's walking on pins and needles. Maybe mom and dad are harboring uh, or or like talking about this one thing over and over and over again and or just any little suggestion that they give. And I think this gets to like the point to like on your wedding week, you are going to be more irritable and you are going to be more on edge. It's yes. just a fact. It like, is. It's going to play out that way. Yeah. And it's not, it's not even like a, that won't be me. It's a, that will be you. Let it happen because you can't control it. Yeah. Focusing on the fact that it's happening is only going to make it worse. Like just mm-hmm. let it happen. And then just like apologize ferociously in those moments that it happens. I because, like that. You know, like let your feelings be your feelings. Like don't trap them. It's only going to get worse. Like be them, like be it. Cause you've probably, most people I don't think are like bridezillas most the whole wedding planning period. If you have a couple of bridezilla moments the week of your wedding, like it's uh, people understand, like you're going through yeah. it, like go through it and then just apologize ferociously and be like, I am so sorry. I love you so much. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for loving me through these moments where maybe I'm weak and maybe I snap and you know, people are going to under like, they're going to understand. They love you, you know? Yeah. Like it's she better. gave me mean eyes and I was like, I love she you. She gave you those mean eyes. She did. Called her out. She did. Wait, I do. That's, that's always been my role in her life. I'm like, look, I'm looking at you like, Don't mm, give me, I'm going to tell Lara that now. I'm going to be like, you give me the mean eyes. Oh, you know, Justin, he calls them bitch eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. He <laughs> says to me, he's like, Ashley, put your bitch eyebrows away. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, bitch eyebrows. And I'm like, <laughs> and apparently I, he knows the second he's like, oh, you just put your bitch eyebrows on. And I'm like, did I? Is he in Sorry. trouble with that when you do that? I, or is yeah, it like I, normally towards other people? No, it's tor- definitely him. Oh my God. He, he's always like, you're so nice to everybody else and then me. And I'm like, I'm not, not nice to you. It's just everybody else I think gets a little bit of like a filter. He gets the stressed out version of me, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, But and- also really quick on the TikTok trend. Mm-hmm. This, the fault behind this entire moment is these stupid trends. Like this would not have been something that she would stress out about if somebody didn't put that thought in her brain as for something to stress out about. Like, hey, yeah. think about this. And it's like, whoa. Or like, think about your walk down the aisle and make sure you look like a model or whatever, you know, the next it, thing is. It just it just highlighted a moment and created an insecurity around that moment. Sometimes yeah. is yes. what these trends do. Yes. And like created something where there was nothing, but now because hundreds of thousands of people are commenting and sharing on this thing, it's like, oh my gosh, well, if that many people think this is a big deal, then it is a big deal. Yes, exactly. And like, it's not your fault or, you know, it's not her fault for seeing this and that insecurity being planted. Like that is yeah. the, um, like the root of the comparison, you know? Oh my and gosh. So I totally, I totally see that. Yeah. I think, I think to go back to something you said earlier, you talked about like not hiding your feelings, not like not like trapping them inside what bottling them up that's the phrase like don't bottle them up 
I think that if you do bottle them up, like it's better for you to have three to four small to medium blow ups and arguments than one giant blow up on your wedding day morning that leads to a crazy breakdown because you've bottled all week. Like, correct. You just need to let them go and let them happen as they happen. And if you cry, you cry. If you yell, you yell. And I love that you said like, apologize. Did you say fiercely or ferociously? Ferociously. Ferociously. Apologize ferociously. And I think that everyone will, will kind of show you some grace, but yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that is, if there's one thing to be aware of, and we're, we have a list of things that we're going to kind of share with you to be aware of on your wedding week, but that's number one. You will be more irritable and on edge, even if you typically aren't like that. Mm-hmm. And if you are like that, it's going to be even more elevated. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But you'll find that like, that's just the week of the wedding. Um, and like, you'll end up coming to a point where you'll just ride it out. Like you'll... It'll be, I keep saying you'll 5,000 times. You'll, 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 you'll get to a point where it's, you know, the Thursday or Friday before the wedding, you know, one of the two. And you just get to like write out the feelings. Like you're like, well, too late for me to worry about the rest of the stuff. Like I'm not going to care anymore. Like you, everybody reaches that point of just Mm -hmm. like writing out the feelings and getting to like live in it and accepting things for the way they are. Like, oh shit, I forgot a guest book. Oh, well. Like that moment finally comes that you're like, you're accepting of things. Yeah. And that's and honestly, the joy. You know, I think it just comes from being fatigued. Like you're, you, you just get to this point to where it's like typically on a wedding day. Normally it, it, it happens before we get there, like photographers, because there's already a hundred, 200 decisions that have to be made that people are asking. And I feel like there comes a point during morning setup or the evening before at rehearsal dinner, if people are setting up to where they're just like, I'm done. Do whatever you want. Make whatever. Dec- I don't care where the flowers go. Care. You but just decide. Times, and it's also from a place of peace too, versus True. like a place of like frustration. Frustrated. Yes. I think you I start agree. to just be like, I don't care. You take it. I don't know. You just, you're accepting you because you're like, you know what? This is, this is not the most important thing. Nope. And you're like, I'm here. I'm here. And that's what matters. Yeah. So even the amount of times that, that a bride what? on a wedding morning, I'm like, how are you doing? I'm here. The amount of times that I've heard that, it's just like, I, all right, I know where you're at. I got you. We're going to yes. make this easy. But yeah. Yes. So that's the next thing. Write it out. Yeah. Just know and it, that. And that kind of comes naturally. Exactly. Like that's not something like this is something to expect. Like you will be irritable and on edge, but you'll also get to a point where you get to write it all out. So it's like phase one, phase two, you'll get yeah. to a point to where you just, it's kind of like you reach this wedding day zen Yes. to where it's just like, you're, you're there. Yeah. And, just and for her, I think from an outsider perspective, cause I didn't ask her this, cause I did ask her a lot of questions leading up to this episode since it's so fresh, but she, and she's not going on her honeymoon until July. So I was not interrupting honeymoon time, but, um, she reached that at the rehearsal dinner. So leading up to the rehearsal dinner, it was all very chaotic too. Like we stayed at this resort where she got married and it was like total, total freaking chaos because they, the poor service industry right now, like everybody is so understaffed. Like we were supposed to all be checked in by four. We got there at like noon. Um, Our rooms were were going to be ready by four. Some people didn't get in their rooms till like 8 p.m. I didn't get into my room until 5, but the rehearsal dinner was at 5. So I ended up like throwing on a dress in another room 
left with like Birkenstocks on and I was like, I need to find nicer shoes because I'm wearing Birkenstocks in like a midi dress. It wasn't going to work. But I'm about to completely derail this because you talked about the service industry. Yeah. Do you remember we had an episode where we were talking about TV shows that we're into? And I was like, oh, we're really into Jersey Shore and and, uh, Keeping with the Kardashians. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And then do you remember you talked about, did you say that your mom likes Vanderpump Rules? Well, and Becca, this bride as well. But yes, my mom got into Vanderpump Rules, but Becca also watches it. Like, did like your mom watched all of it? I don't know. Okay, I don't so Lara and I randomly turned it on okay. two nights ago, and we freaking watched like eight episodes. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Well, we had also just upgraded Hulu to not have ads, and that was freaking life changing. Oh, I'm back with like, ads. I'm I was like, like Lara, penny pinching right now. I was like, Lara, we'd be on episode three right now if it were <laughs> because of ads. But you brought up service industry and it reminded me of that. And then I told Lara, I was like, Lara, I think Ashley's mom watches this show. And she's like, there's no way. And I was like, no, I, I could have swore she told me because it's kind of a, it's not, I don't know. It's just interesting. Oh, my mom has all no boundaries and no filter and no anything at all. So there's no limit to what my mother will watch. <laughs> I know. Totally random. Okay. Going that back totally to the Anyways. going back to the whole Birkenstocks, you need to find nicer shoes to, you know, yes. rehearsal dinner. She wrote it out. She got to write it out pretty much starting at the rehearsal dinner. And then from that point forward, she didn't really worry about anything. Like she sent a voice message today saying one of the most annoying things um about like wedding day and like maybe rehearsal day also when we all got together was timeline like people being like when do I need to do this when do I need to do that and she said I wished I would have just printed out a bunch of timelines and just oh. given them to families so that they could just stop asking me these questions yeah like what time do I need to do this and just crap like that so that's like a random little um tidbit but you know I had actually seen uh two weddings ago maybe it was our last one yeah it was our last wedding it's at Grace Hill. The bride had actually taped wedding day schedules all over the property, like multiple in the room, one in the guy's room, one like in the area, like downstairs, a couple in the area that they ended up pulling off later. But because she was like, she was already, she didn't want that to happen. She's like, don't ask me. And I guarantee you that even though those were posted, people still oh yeah, asked. So I oh, can yeah. totally see that being so annoying. Answering, what time do I need to be here for family photos? Even if you've sent out the text message, you've told them a million times, they still ask. Yes. Yes. And I mean, as a photographer, I get that question a lot, which I'm okay with. Ask me the question. I got the timeline in my pocket, but yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. So I didn't even know those questions were really happening. But now I guess looking back, I can see where people were like, now what time do I need to show up? Or what time does dad need to be dressed and be there? Um, I do remember that stuff happening. And she said that she just wished she would have printed off some timelines for people. So she didn't have to be that go-to person, which is always great to have a planner, by the way, which she did. But anyways, irrelevant. But a planner can answer those questions. So yeah, totally. Um, so moving on to the next thing. Um, this is, she's not the only one that I saw this happening with. And I saw this happening like a couple of weeks before her wedding. Um, she'd like send me questions about like hey what might I be forgetting like am I am I missing this and like you know google searching and google searching and we get questions about this all the time like what are things that I'm forgetting what are things that I might forget the week of the wedding and And did you send her Chris's list of 100 things to not forget I'm I'm kidding 
I was going to say, do you really have that? Because no, I did not. I did. It's posted in our, our Facebook community. It's on those forms. Oh, yeah. It was that, that file you uploaded. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But even then, that's there's still add another thousand things that you can't think of to that list, you know? Right. Like, right. And something to keep in mind. So you download Chris's list of hundred things, but you're still going to be worrying no matter how many Google searches you do that you are forgetting something. Totally. Like, that is just a natural feeling that you're going to have. So you just need to sit with yourself and say, if I forgot it by this point, it's not important. What's in, I need my marriage license. I need my officiant. I need my dress, which you don't even necessarily need your dress, but you got your dress. You know, you've yeah. got that. Like you've got the important things. I would say the biggest thing not to forget would probably just be your marriage license. Like just yeah. have like pack that in the bag that's going with you to the wedding. Even your rings early. if you forget. Like, oh yeah, rings. You would even think like, oh, that's oh. the worst case scenario. We forgot the rings. Like, uh, it, you can still get married without a you ring. You can still get married, you know? So it's like, it's this is one of those things that it's like, what's the worst case scenario that could happen? Literally, yeah. you're right. The biggest thing is your marriage license, which you still have up to 10 days. Well, it depends on where you're at. In the state of Kansas, you have up to 10 days to deliver it where it needs to go. Like, right. To drop and it I know a lot of people, not a lot, not a lot. I say a lot. I know people who have forgotten their marriage license and they just ended up doing that like formality, like the following yep. days and like uh -huh. like their wedding marriage license day may be different than the day that they did prior to, or I don't know how exactly how that works, but like point is not the end of the world. If you're at the week of the wedding and you forgot it, it's probably not that important. And it's not, there was this, so this was last weekend, um, Becca had a seating chart that yes. she was hoping would arrive by the time of the wedding. And she's really stressed out about it naturally. She's like, I need this. I need this. I need this. And I said, worst case scenario, we don't have a seating chart. Like worst case scenario. Better case scenario, it doesn't come by the time we need to go out of town because we had to drive like it was like an hour away. Um Worst case scenario, it doesn't arrive by this time, but you have friends coming to the wedding that'll see it on your front porch and you can ask them to bring it up. Like, it's going to be... Worst so Somebody can grab scenario. something, right? Like, you forget... Mackenzie talked about on last Monday's episode, she said she forgot her earring backs for her earrings and... Or like they lost some or something. And so she ended up having her mom go to get them, which she regrets doing. She sent somebody other than mom. But somebody can grab these things. I had a groom forget his suit once and the day went on. Oh, my gosh. Someone brought it. Yeah. The timeline got rearranged. But like you We had a dad. Figure we had it a out. dad rip his pants an hour before the ceremony. Split them right down the booty. And so, someone went and got them. Someone yep. ran to JC Penny or something like that and got him a new pair of slacks. Got him a like, new pair. Yep. Ceremony was delayed ten minutes. It's fine. It's it was fine. Okay. It was we did. Okay. We did a wedding this weekend and there was like we had like monsoon style rain happen over the week. Oof. You, yeah. you remember? Like it was like crazy monsoons. Yeah. Um. But the church had like leaks in a couple corners that nobody oh, really no. knew about. And so the groom had his shoes over, happened to be in that corner, only shoes over there. And they were leather shoes, got water spots on them. 
So they were dark. It was like yeah. dark spots on his <sighs> leather shoes. And so he's like, he wore an 11 and the gro- a groomsman wore a 10 and a half. And, or maybe it was like vice versa. Like he wore an 11, the groom wore a 10 and a half. And he was like, give me your shoes. I'll squeeze in. I'll survive. He's like, you can wear mine. So that's how they like, man- like you manage, you yeah. know? Someone so, will come up with a solution to any problem that you run up to on your wedding day. Yes. Worst case scenario, you split your dress. Guaranteed, someone's going to find something to get that dress to where you can walk down the aisle. One People will make it percent. happen. Yes. They will make it happen. Yes. I've I seen it. I would say if you're worried that you're forgetting something, like Google, we can literally Google this, like Google what to pack for a wedding. There's Chris also has a list. But there's it's in the bridal like breakdown community group. A sewing kit is nice mm-hmm. to have on hand. Advil, like just like these like emergency kit. Yeah. Like look I would up, say look up wedding day emergency kit. You will find something. Stain removers, sewing kits, yep. Advil, tampons, everything. Everything. Yeah, and while you're at it, do this now. Like, don't do this the week of the wedding. Don't yeah. have this be something that you add on. It's like, oh, I'm gonna pack my emergency kit, you know, two months before the wedding and set it in a corner. Yeah, like, don't do that. Yeah. So, anyways, you're probably you're not going to forget something. That's the goal. And if you do, it's not that important. Totally. Or it's at least solvable. Somebody can go get it or something. So. Yeah, which I think kind of leads us into our next thing, like our next kind of thing. You are going to second guess decisions. It's oh, going to happen. Yes. You're going to second guess. Is this, did we choose the right venue? Is this the right dress? You know, everything. Is Even this down the right to photographer? like. photographer? Yes. Like, oh, well, they didn't get back to me. You know, I haven't heard from him and, or this and that, or I, I don't know anything. Literally any problem. You're, you're just going to have so many thoughts flying around in your head and it's like, there's no filter. And so every thought is just. If you allow it, will take room and root and lead to you second guessing things. Everything, yes. anything is on the table. Even maybe your relationship the day of the wedding. Like nothing is off the table to be nope. second guessed yeah. on wedding day. Yeah, it's. I think that where this just comes from is like just wedding jitters. Like, am I making am I making the right decision? Yeah. You know, or. Becca sent me another text and I just read all this stuff before the episode. So it would be kind of fresh in my mind and something that she wished she didn't worry about so much, but like was really stressed out about was like table placement, where tables were, who was sat where, um, like she's glad she had a seating chart. Cause that just takes a lot of chaos away. And I yeah. totally agree with that. I like love seating charts as much as they're a pain in the butt to make. Um, that's a personal opinion, but she, was stressed out about like, are these people going to be mad that they're not this close to the dance floor? Or like, you know, kind of stuff like that that was going through her head. And she was like, I wish I didn't worry about it. Like, don't, and she was second guessing them. Like, just don't second guess any of your decisions. Like, each of them were a really, really tough one to come to a solution on. Is solution the right word for that? Yeah. I don't think or so. Or resolution. But. You come yes. to a, a resolution on. You know, and I think you're going to have some second guesses that kind of get stirred up in your own mind, but other people might even place them in your mind. Like Mm. other, like whether that's bridesmaids, good intentioned, well-meaning, family members, mom, dad. And I think there comes a point like when they're not yours, you can and probably should stand your ground. Like, hey, you know what? We made this decision 
and we're just going to go with this. Like we put a lot of time into it. We did it and they should respect that. Yeah, I totally agree. And then there's also on the like opposite end, maybe you're wrestling with, here's one. Maybe you felt like pushed too much out of your comfort zone to do a first look. Okay. Mm, good, good example. Because a first look is a time reliever. It can be a stress reliever. You can get more photos. Like there's a lot of benefits to a first look, but in your heart, maybe it didn't feel right like, for yeah. you. And I feel comfortable using this because I did a first look and I loved it. But coming from a perspective of that's not everybody's path, you know? And yeah. so let's say you felt convicted that that was like your only option. And I just keep on a caveat. Maybe it was, but let's say you felt pushed and it's like the week before your wedding and you're really second guessing it. And you're like, should I like, maybe that was the wrong idea. And nothing about that can't be changed. Like you can sit with your planner or your spouse, like spouse to be and sit with them and be like, I'm having second thoughts about this. Help me work through it. And maybe you'll come up with a different creative solution or maybe you'll change it all together because like after talking about it, I have a perfect example, actually. A bridesmaid that was in the wedding with me this weekend, she changed her wedding venue, like booked her initial wedding venue. And then after just sitting on it, because it was like a really good price, yeah. um, it was in February, the wedding. So they were offering like crazy good deal and she was like I feel like I can't pass this up so they they did it for the price well one night she was just like I want to say she was crying if she listens to this and she wasn't crying I don't know she was really upset and yeah she just could not stop thinking about it and so she sat with her fiance at the time and said I cannot stop thinking about how this is the wrong place to get married like I cannot stop thinking about it and he said if this is something that's going to if is like still on your mind and you're still thinking about, we need to change it. And so they Good did. Call. They lost their deposit and they ended up booking a more expensive venue, but like they were making a lot of sacrifices with the cheaper one. They ended up losing the deposit, ended up getting a different venue, changing the date. Like they went through all the hurdles. And after the wedding came and went, he said, I'm like, he even said this to her, like, I'm really glad that we changed this. Like, are you really glad that? And she's like, oh, I'm so, it, she says it was worth everything, but they had to sit down and talk about it. And he said, let's change it. It's not about the money. Let's change it. Yeah, she's very thankful that they um, changed their venue. And yeah, she just had to have a conversation with him. Like, I know we're going to lose the money. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to lose the money. And he said, he was just her support beacon. And he was like, if this is what, if it's going to like stress you out leading up to the wedding, he's like, it's not worth it. Yeah. This is, the, I think we should transition into talking about money right now because okay, yeah. there's like, you're on this. You just talked about this with, you know, they made a decision. Wait, now, granted, this wasn't the week of the wedding. Go ahead. I, I want to caveat into that, but I just want to make one more point that was from a personal perspective. And I've talked about this before, but I had second guesses about my wedding dress. Because I think this is a common one for people. Oh, yeah. I had like, I was second guessing myself and I was like, did I pick the right one? Did I pick the right one? Did I pick the right one? And I would see them on social media and stuff. And the only way that I think I continued to get through it is A, to remind myself, it's just a dress. 
like it first of all first and first and foremost is just a dress and second of all I made that like I had to trust myself that I made that decision for a reason and I grappled and went back and forth and kept coming back to this one and I had to trust past me to make that good decision and so I think that's another thing is like as you're second guessing the week of the wedding like just like sit in that and like trust your past self okay moving into money sorry yeah moving into money and this is one of those things that wedding week you know there's going to be lots of little things and maybe even some big things that arise that maybe you're not expecting that are going to cost money like for instance maybe it's going to be really rainy and you're i know some photographers provide umbrellas some photographers don't but you go ahead and you don't you just you're just going to buy the umbrellas and you go to target and you buy 10 20 clear umbrellas yeah. you know there's $200 right there. There's little things like that that just kind of happen throughout the week of the wedding. Maybe you've never heard of an emergency kit. And if you go buy everything that's in an emergency kit, you've dropped another couple hundred bucks. You know, Absolutely. like things like that. Maybe there's something bigger like, oh, wow, uh, we're going to have to spend $1,000 on. What's a $1,000 fix? I can't think of one. Well, like um, tips. Like, tips? I haven't even thought. I mean, and not everybody tips. I just want to like first and foremost say that not all of our couples tip. Your all of your couples probably don't tip. But also some different no. areas of the country, I know tipping is like um normal. Yeah. Anyways. There's also there's also some services like I don't think photographers and videographers ever expect a tip uh ever. Um but when it happens it's like, "Oh, that was nice." Like yeah. but there are other people like uh, I think DJs um sometimes bar t- like your bartender your that security guards and stuff like that mm-hmm. like it your officiant maybe sometimes it's common practice to yeah i think tip. from just a service perspective like if yeah. you, if you think if that person is providing a service for you and that service is going above and beyond where you thought like you have that money reserved to tip that person yeah and side note if you are someone who does want to tip um i've seen this like get it, put them in envelopes, put the cash in envelopes that, you know, yep. week, week of week before or whatever, and then make it, give it someone's like, make it their job. Like, Hey, Tina, you're in charge of making sure that, you know, the photographer, the DJ and the caterer that they get these tips mm-hmm. and it's their job, you know, make sure you yep. don't, that's the one thing you have to worry about and then give it to one person and let them own it so that you don't have to worry about it. Yep. I had a planner a couple of weeks ago. She was the one doing the tip handing out, which I think is very normal. Actually, I saw this actually again. yeah for planners coordinators. Yeah, yeah. Like a couple of weeks ago, this planner did it. Last week, the planner did it. Um, but we even had to like fill out this form that was like I had to like sign my name, how much the tip was, um, and then sign it so that way the couple got it back and like the planner person, like if it's a planner and you don't know them, I think that's where this came into play. Um, so they don't, if there's any question on if people got all their money, uh, like know? an integrity kind of thing. Yes. Like, yeah. so let's say I get, you know, a hundred dollars and then I write down a hundred dollars then the couple gets it and they're like, I reserved $200 for my photographer or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Anyways. So that, that was cool. That was the first time I saw that. Like a paper um, trail. Yeah. It was kind of, awkward also but i totally get it 
and understand it from like a liability yeah. perspective. Um, so that's one way too. But then you have your trusted like maid of honor. Your maid of honor, you know, she's not going to steal your money and she's right. going to go hand it out to the people so you don't have to do that. But wow. Yeah. So that's, so that's a place where money comes from. There's all, sort, there's all sorts of things. Maybe, maybe and here's, here's a big one. Here's an, an example of a big one. Maybe uh, you realize like you need a plan B for weather and you now have to pop a tent on the property oh where you're going to get married. Oh God, I hope you don't have to do that. And that's a, that's a big old so expensive. expense. But, you know, that's probably on the extreme side of, yeah. of that. But like there are going to be instances, wedding week, where unexpected money probably comes into play. Paying security. Yes. That's another thing. A lot of times you don't pay security ahead of time. You pay them the night of and that's something easily to look over. Yeah. Oh, party bus people too. Oh, yep. You that's a big I've seen that. Of. I've seen that happen to where uh the party bus wouldn't go until they got paid. Like they should it was awkward too cuz they were like, "Hey, we've hit you up multiple like <laughs> in front of everybody. They were doing this like we've hit you up multiple times. We're not moving this bus until this balance is paid." And so, but yeah, you don't want to have to do that the day of your wedding. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. So think about all that and like put the money aside ahead of time so that it's not all having to come out of your bank account that month because yeah. it can it adds up. Like all the little things add up. I'm trying to think, oh, we, we did make another stop. This is a money errand that we did. We ran to an Ulta and picked up uh... like setting spray. Um, We picked up like pasties and we picked like up like yeah and then we picked up like actual boob tape just because we didn't know what was going to work for the dress and that was probably like a 50 dollars trip and so there's just like things like little stuff like that that you don't think up, of yeah. like pasties and nobody thought of that until like literally on our way to the venue and we're like oh crap we should pick up some pasties and so yeah yep it's a thing it happens it is, it is. Budget, budget, you know, some extra, extra unexpected things to come up. And the most unexpected thing that can happen kind of leading up to your wedding is, is what, Ashley? Weather. Oh my God. Weather. How many freaking times have you gotten a phone call saying, oh my God, I think it's going to rain on my wedding day. What do I do? All the time. Text the messages. Time. Yeah. Constant. And it was really memorable at this last, uh, two weddings ago, the father of the bride, I was talking to him outside and he was, I was like, man, this weather is great. It was one of those weird days where it wasn't really hot and it wasn't really cold. It was kind of perfect. I think we had one of these like two, three weeks ago. Oh yeah. 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 And it was just like, oh, so we were talking about the weather and he's like, we we were watching the weather for the last two weeks. And I was like, how do you even find an app that can like what? And so he's like, yeah, we've been stressing about it. it. Weather was showing that it was supposed to be this and this and this. And we've literally had sleepless nights thinking about the weather. And it's just like, man, I am so sorry. Like, I feel so bad that, you know, people go on and on and think about something that much that early in advance when, at least in our part of the country, the weather changes every freaking four hours. Like it. Yeah. It is so yeah. unstable. Yeah. It really is. And like even like going if you're more so like in the Gulf area in particular, I just know this obviously firsthand and so do you. Mm -hmm. Like when you live near the Gulf, like that, like rain comes and goes. Oh my gosh. Like it's nobody's business. Like Yeah. And and, and I, yeah, I would say that's the Gulf too because I'm also thinking of like Pensacola Destin area. Same thing. Like it could be raining one second and then it's not the next. Like it's just insane. Yeah. So weather. 
this is something you're going to naturally worry about. However, like I'm just telling you right now, don't. Don't let yourself worry about it until like three days out at the Mm -hmm. earliest. And when you accidentally look at it, like just challenge yourself. It's like, I'm not going to look at this again until this day. Because and you might even tell your family and give them a heads up because I can see parents, you know, just like this last father, the bride, a like, screenshot. right, like, baby girl, have you seen and looked at this and this? And it's just like, you might even let them know, like, weeks in advance, like, hey, guys, like, for our mental health, like, let's go ahead and come up with a plan B, but we're not going to look at weather right now. Like, let's have a tentative plan B, and then we'll look at the weather three days in advance. Yeah. Which, speaking of plan Bs, like, let's go ahead and make that plan B in advance. Like, let's not make that plan B the week of the wedding. Let's make that, which you're saying, obviously. um, But let's make that plan B, you know, months in advance. Like, maybe even early on when you're booking your venue, it's like, okay, so I'm not just going to plan for ideal weather. Let's yeah. also, while we're here, make a plan B that I'd be happy with. Yes. So and I feel like that's pretty common practice with a lot of venues. I think that, you know, when they're doing tours and stuff like that, they're like, oh, and we can also have a plan. B. Like it's a, it's a highlight, like it that is. they highlight, like, oh, we have a plan B for rainy day scenarios. Boom. It, I also think though, with that plan B, a lot of times when people say that, like hear that, they're like a plan B, but I don't like it. That's like, you know, uh, we're getting your mindset on, oh, perfect. Yeah. I like this plan B. Yeah. Like reframing your mind to instead be like, oh, man, I just really do hope I get to marry, get married outside. Like, sure. But if I don't, I really do like this plan B. This is a good yeah. plan B where there's some venues. Where plan I'm not going to name any loss. names. But there's some venues that I do like literally their plan B is like the worst option possible and oh, no well there's you know just like dead animals and i don't <laughs> want to see taxidermy animals at my wedding and yeah plan a is great and they're everybody's just hoping and praying for no plan b and i have had weddings where we've done the plan b there and I've, so yep. i've you, done the plan b there too yeah so there's just yep. it's not a great plan b and in if that's the case just you got to be okay with that plan B. Yeah. Like you just have, so to be, have to be okay with the plan B. Otherwise you're going to be devastated. You want it to be like plan. It's like you want your plan B to be as close to a plan A as possible. Yes. Like plan A and a half. Yeah. Yeah. A minus. Yeah. Yes. Plan A minus. So you're not going to make a plan B. You're going to make a plan A minus. And you're going to think about this when you book your venue, especially if you're getting married apparently in June because I think it's rained like every day in June here. Dude, yes. I'm like so, I don't know if you guys have 4th of July plans, but I am so happy. Like my family's coming into town. Literally, that's all we're doing. But I'm so happy that because it feels like every time they come, it's raining. And it was showing all this next week, this week as rainy. And we're going to get a break on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Aww. And I'm happy about it. Yay. No, I, I haven't been able I... to go play disc golf this week because it's been raining. I force my, I don't allow myself to look at the weather until like the day before a wedding because I don't, I just, yep. I don't want to stress out about it. I'm like, "Mm, nope, not going to be something I worry about. Yeah. But I'm glad to hear that about the fourth. Yeah, me too. And so with all of these, with all of these things that, that we're throwing out, like it's so, so, so important to remember your why. You hear us all the time. We preach this. 
every single episode, I feel like wedding, why some form of it gets brought up. Yeah. But in all of these things, remember why your rain or shine, you get to marry your person no matter what. No matter like, what. That like, is still happening. It could be humid as heck and your curls are falling, but guess what? You still get to get married, have a good time and make memories with your people. And like, honestly, that you're not going to look back and be like, wow, I'm really mad that my centerpieces were the wrong shade of green. Yeah. Be like, wow, that was a really great day. And I'm really glad that I lived that. Yeah, you're probably, I don't even know that I looked at our centerpieces the day of the wedding. No. Like, I was looking at this amazingly beautiful woman that I just married yeah. on my wedding day and there's partying with my people. There's so much that's perspective that's at. offered on a wedding day of like what really matters. And, you know, we'll get into these, but. One of the things that this weekend, I not not trying to toot my own horn, but it worked really well. And so I'm going to share this. Have somebody be like your designated, like put you in place person. Ooh. And your, your person that can say, those are mean eyes. Your person that can say, those are mean eyes. Be, be like a, designate somebody and be like, I want you to be somebody that like reels me back in. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, like you're going to be irritable. You're going to be on edge. Like things are heightened. They're emotionally heightened. So have that person who's going to reel you in. Maybe it's mom. Maybe it's maid of honor. It should probably be like maid of honor or someone in your yeah. inner circle. If you don't have a maid of honor, that's like going to be around you most of the day because there was a scenario at the wedding where we were walking through the reception and oh my gosh, her reception was so beautiful. I kept, I keep saying like, I want to shoot at this venue every single day. This is amazing. Yeah, you showed me Ugh. the venue in it. I'm like, why doesn't anywhere like this exist where oh we live? Because this is gorgeous. I'm tired of barns. I want to shoot this. Oh, it's so pretty. It's brand new. Oh, God. It was like literally a dream. Um, But we're walking through the reception hall and she, I don't remember what it was because we didn't allow it to take up any like of our energy. But I remember her saying, why is that there? Or something along those lines. Something silly. Like, why Why is that there? And I looked at her and I said, is this worth... And you guys might have heard this a couple weeks ago. I talked about like, quote unquote, fuck bucks. And that you only have so many, quote unquote, fuck bucks to give in your like, quote unquote, mental bank account. Yeah. And I, so it's a, something that like we'd shared is this like idea of fuck bucks. And I asked her... Like, is this worth some of your fuck bucks? And she goes, nope, and turns around and walks away and let it go. And it was like, we had multiple scenarios like that where I would ask some form of the question, like, is this worth, is this worth your energy? Is this worth your shits? Is this like, where are we at here? Do you actually care about this? Or that might've even been a, like, that could be a kind, <laughs> kind, we use the fuck buck term together, but that might be a kind way to say that is like, is this something you actually care about? Or, or is this, is this really worth your about? mental energy? Like, Yes, that's even kinder. Leave it to Chris. Yeah. Is this I, worth dude, your mental energy? I loved when you told me, because I think you told me this off air, and I'm so glad you shared that, but it's so important to have people around you, especially like someone, you know, you're saying like, you know, choose this person. Not all of the people in your wedding party could probably play this role in your life, but 
this is a role like you want someone that's going to lift you up and not tear you down. You want someone that's going to take more of a positive angle than a negative angle. And, but when they need to, they can also call you out if they have to, not in front of everybody, but you know, to you in a kind way, but just reframing it. Like it puts the ball in your hand. All it does is like, it makes, it brings the decision to your forefront and you go, okay, they're basically saying, do you want to get upset about this or do you not want to get upset yep. about it? Chances and if she are she says she did, then we're going to get upset about it. Right. And yeah. we're going to fix it. I'm going to, I will take it upon me to fix it. Yeah. But it was allowing her to be like, oh wait, this is taking up my mental energy. Yes. Yes. I love that so much. We've talked I a lot. You, of... So I was going to let you keep talking, but. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say, you know, we've talked a lot about Becca and, and her wedding and just all the stuff. And, and this episode was prompted from her big day and and really from a lot of the experiences that you got to witness, you know, you and I get to experience weddings. I feel like a lot, but from a different perspective than the role that you got to experience this last week. Yeah. And so really cool. It was very, very good perspective. But Becca also sent you like a ton more, just little tidbits, like little tips, wedding week tips. Can we share those with our listeners? Would that be cool? Oh, absolutely. She would She would also love that. Hold on. Let me check my phone really quick just in case she sent me another one. Like my, my phone has been blowing up with all the, all the goodies. couple's wedding tips. Um, one thing she just randomly said that I don't have on this list of things is I was worried about the music a lot. It's just freaking music. <laughs> it's just freaking music. She was. She truly was. She was sending messages like, what songs do you guys want to hear? And she's like, it's just music. Like people, like your DJ, if they're a good DJ, will read the crowd and like acclimate. Although I did have, this is random. I did have a wedding a couple of weeks ago where, um, not a great DJ. No. At all. At all. Maybe Let's blast one of them, the throw worst. their name out. I'm kidding. Uh, I don't kidding. even, I didn't even get the name. Uh, it was, it was so bad. He, like everything was like squealing constantly. Like all the mics were squealing. Oh no. You know, there's nothing worse than a squealing mic. Like, Dude, that, yeah. Like during the first dance, Chris. No. Yes, a mic. Why is a mic on during yeah, the first dance? Yeah, why is that dance? going off? Like there sh- it should be muted and it should not be able yeah. to get any feedback. I don't know. So that was you know, happening. I, and he I played. I the whole, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to, there were three songs on their do not playlist. Like, please do not play these songs, like, absolutely yeah. under no circumstances. What were they? I'm always so curious to know the dude. Um, Cotton Eye Joe. I only know two of them. He always makes the list. Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe and the chicken dance always make it the was. list. It was. It was the chicken dance. Was it? Oh, my gosh. Okay. The freaking DJ played those songs back to back. And she goes, I only had three songs on my do not playlist. Because first, she says, I only have three songs on my do not playlist. And this is one. And it was, like, the chicken dance or something. So one of the bridesmaids goes and she says, cut this song, like go to something else. The next song he chooses is Cotton Eye Joe. Where did you come from? Although we played that at Becca's wedding and it was in Texas and I had a freaking blast, but I haven't done the Cotton Eye Joe in so long. And it was from my childhood. I used to be in like the hoedown club. The <laughs> Say something more Texas than that. What? I used to be in the hoedown club so I can square dance. <laughs> I've literally never heard of that phrase. Yeah, I, maybe it wasn't club either, but it was Hoed. I think it was Hoedown Club. I was in the Hoedown Club. I loved it. It was after school and we square danced and we do si and we swung our partner around and round. And anyways, during this whole era of my life, we also did the Cotton Eye Joe. And 
we instead of like saying bullshit at that time that you say bullshit in the Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. We would say Wait, I didn't know that was a thing. Are you serious? Yeah. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. And then it's like, and then you say like bullshit. One, two, three. Bullshit. What'd you say? Bullshit. I've never heard that part of Cotton Eye Joe. Well, it's real. That's fun. But instead of bullshit, because we were children, I was like in elementary school when I was in the hoedown club. We would say Millsap, which was the elementary school I went to. Do you have to. a picture of you in the Hodel Club? Yes. I'll send it to you. Can, no. Can we just post that in our yes. community? Yes. we can. I Please can share that with everybody. <laughs> so anyways, my gym teacher who led that, um, that uh, the Cotton Eye Joe when I was in the Hodel Club was at the wedding because she's also a family friend of ours. No so way. So it came on and I went and I grabbed her and we went and we were saying, Millsap, one, two, three, Millsap. Like I was a freaking seven-year-old again. It was fun. That is so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I yeah. love that. Huge tangent on music, but she said, I wish I didn't care so much about the music. It's just I can music. I can understand getting frustrated about the do not play. But Same. it is stressful. Like, you know, honestly, I, none of the music that I like is people is music that people would want to dance to. Like, I, I remember going to this one thing, uh, this one like kind of party thing that I went to from, and actually, it's really funny because it was from a podcast. It was from a community in the pod in a podcast. I went and like did this like two day thing, three day thing where I met all of these online people that I had formed relationships with. Anyways, uh, it and then so. On the final night that we were there, they had like, the, and this was like two, this was in 2019. This wasn't even that long ago. And on the final night, they had a big, like, they called it like a formal. It was just everybody dressed up really nice and they yes. went and we just had this big party. But literally, the only music they played was like emo music from like 2004, 2006. And Which everybody any, was just yeah. dancing and having a good time on the dance floor. But it's different than like, who dances to that, you know? Just us. That that sounds amazing. Like that's what it sounds like. What I wanted, like yeah, all time low. Get some of that in there. Get everything. You know, all of the all of that stuff. But mm-hmm. it can be stressful because you're like literally none of my other friends. My parents would not like this. No, music. my entire TikTok is made up of like it was never a phase. It was never a phase. Yeah, it's my entire TikTok. Anyways, yes, music. Same. Okay. Same. We so totally just like let the DJ derailed. let the DJ um make his way. Like, your DJ should know what he or she is doing. So um, so on her other actionable items, this, these are the ones that she sent me like a huge list of things that like A, she worried about or I noticed her worrying about or B, that she wished she would have done and didn't. Um, so her first thing, she just kept talking about the vows, like nothing stressed her out more than vows. And they did personal vows. So did I. This is my favorite part of my entire wedding. Looking back on like memories, the vows were literally everything. And so she did them also. But she didn't write them until the week of the wedding and neither did he. And that was another like cause of stress was this just like that looming over like a writing letters to family members and like writing your morning letter to your spouse and like writing your personal vows like it's just a lot to do all at once and so she was like write them ahead of time like start writing them now and then tweak them the week of your wedding oh that is good feedback get that foundation 
and then tweak them. Like don't wait until the last minute to do everything because like you've got a lot of other things going on too. And do you really want to write those from a place of stress? That's a lot of mental and emotional bandwidth too, to like try to pump something out like that. I have a real quick trend. I don't know. I've never seen this before that I want to share on vows. Um, and this was the first time I'd ever seen this, but, uh, our last wedding, um, our couple, they actually wrote their vows together. Um, so they wrote them together and then they turned towards the crowd and read their vows together towards the crowd. And it was so cool. Like they made it this thing that they did together because they're like... It's like an exercise. Yeah. And so they were basically like, you know, it doesn't make sense, at least to them. Like, why would we... Like, we're coming together. Like, let's go ahead and just come together the things that we're going to commit to do. And so they made the commitment beforehand. It was just really, really cool. It didn't feel tacky. Like that, so actually. yeah, they wrote their vows together and then they turned out towards the crowd and read their vows and let people already know what they had committed to, to doing. Well, I think the thing with vows that you find special is like hearing someone's heart because yeah. people don't have that, those normal conversations about the things that they love about each other, like enough, like we'd never talk about that. And so yeah. I feel like that's why I looked forward to my vows was hearing what Justin's like inner thoughts were of me, but it's almost like you can do that in other ways. Like you could do that with like a, you know, letter in the morning or like you can do letters in the morning and read them to each other at your first look or read them to each other behind closed doors. And then you could do this like shared vow experience where you're like committed, like you're saying it out loud as accountability and like we are committed to doing this for our marriage. Very cool. Yeah. When that's you first just said it, I'm like, what? Yeah. I, it's, I, I, it's, it's maybe if me. that resonates with you, you can probably look it up and, and find some stuff about it. But I just, that was something that I had never seen before. We always have people that tell us, like, I want to hear the unique things that no one's doing. And I had never seen that before. So take Good that, do what point. you want with it. People do like that. So on this note of vows, and I'll say this about my speech as well. And I said it earlier that I wish I would have been able to rehearse it more. Something she's really glad she did was rehearsing her vows. And she said in her voice message, it sounds really silly, but I'm so glad that I did it. And from a place of also giving a speech this weekend, I am not shy about talking into a microphone. Yeah. However, there's this like very strange thing that happens when you do it in front of a lot of people. Yeah. I was not nervous at all leading up to delivering it. But then when I started talking, I started shaking, like adrenaline started pumping through me. So with the adrenaline pumping through me, like I have no idea how it went. None. Cause I totally blacked out. You said you blacked out. Yeah, totally. I was sober also intentionally sober. And so like, it's just, it was the adrenaline, like that, like adrenaline rush that went through me. So I didn't have it memorized. I'd only rehearsed it once because I wrote it the night before. And so the words weren't like falling as naturally as they can you had mentioned something about your pacing too like yeah the pace pacing at which you read off. plus when i did it if you're like reading into a microphone microphone where like you can hear yourself also yeah that 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 that's affects screwy. you on a different level Ooh, that sucked and she didn't have to do that thankfully i had to do that during the reception when i could like i speak and then like half a second later i'd hear myself yeah that screwed with me. So anyways, those are things to take into consideration in where like rehearsing, it doesn't take away the meaning of it. It's just like, I felt like when I was reading my vow or my vows, reading my vows, when I was reading my speech, I didn't know what I was reading because I was just like reading the next word. 
where when I rehearsed the first speech, I knew exactly what was coming and what it was saying. So like I could say it with more conviction. Or, yeah. or yeah, I guess conviction too. Like yeah. meaning. Like it actually, like what I was saying me- meant something versus me just trying to get you to the You were like word. familiar with the words. Yeah. Yeah. Did, so. were, were you right on your mic when you gave your speech? Yes. He Heck was like yeah. telling me and I said, I said, I have a podcast. And he goes, oh, okay. He's you're like, good. you need to talk like this. I'm like, not like this, but like this. Yeah. And you're like, so. dude, I got it. I I'm got on the this. mic all I the time. Got this. I'm a pro. Anyways. Oh, man. So that's vows. And then what else we got? Uh, we kind of have touched on this, but she said you're going to have a lot of errands the week of the wedding. Don't procrastinate them to the week of your wedding. For example, like that Ulta run. Um, oh, totally. And I'm trying to think of what other errands we ran. I know she ran a ton of errands with her mom. Her mom came in on Tuesday, left on Wednesday, and then I came in Wednesday and basically like took over. They ran a bunch of errands. Groom and groomsmen might have to pick up suits that week. Maybe someone oh, needs point. to get shoes or, or something like that. There's just, like we talked about, like all the little purchases. There's just lots of little things. Maybe, you know, you got to pick up, I don't know, other things. Yeah. That you just have to get. There's just a lot of errands to be run the week of. Grocery shopping. Like even like your normal stuff. So it's like what can you put on the list of things to get done and an errand to run prior to like what doesn't have to be done the week of the wedding and what can you like put beforehand or delegate to other people and be like, can you do this? This is by your house or something. Yeah. So I definitely love the, I can't remember who said it, but take the wedding week off. Like take if, if at all possible. I know everyone has different financial situations, different work situations, but if it's possible, go with the week off. It will help you a lot. Yes. And I feel like most, a lot, maybe not most, a lot of employers I feel like are pretty understanding to that. Yeah, especially when it's your wedding. And I think from a point of like, it's going to help you. Like if you only give yourself, let's say you get off work at five, so you give yourself like two hours a day leading up to the wedding, like let's say Monday through Thursday, you're going to fill up all two hours. If you took oh, off totally. that week, you're going to fill up the entire, like yeah. the entire week is still going to be full. So you're going to fill it up. It's just going to like feel more doable if you give yourself that time and that margin to oh, like yes. live and relax and take it in and not just like live hectically. Yeah, totally. So that was one of her little pieces of advice was take off the week of your wedding. She's a teacher. so like school had ended the week prior so she did have the week off but heck yeah yes um and then something else she said is have your bridesmaids or your maid of honor over to help you i was there obviously the week of the wedding but she was even like it would have been nice to have because i'm from out i'm obviously out of town yeah and so she's like if you can have your like maid of honor or bridesmaids over weeks before the wedding to help with like random things like i cut she was in the middle of like writing her vows and I can't obviously write her vows. So I took her like little thank you things, like essentially like menus that get put on the chargers at your yeah. reception. She had like little thank you cards. And so I cut them. And that was something that I could easily take off of her plate. Prior to me arriving, she was making little petal toss cones, like cones to put petals in to oh, toss. yeah. She was did, doing so that. So did they do a petal toss? They did a petal toss, yes. I think those those photographs so well. They're so pretty. They're so, yeah. and I love it whenever you do that. And like maybe you don't do a sparkler except you do petal toss. It's just so pretty. All of your guests, it's great. Love it. 
So she did this pedal toss and I told her she was stressed out about it like two weeks before, or two, like two months before the wedding. And I was like, look, like you can buy these things on Etsy, save yourself the time and stress or have a day, buy some pizza, bring all of your bridesmaids over and you guys just like whip these out in an hour. Well, sweet Becca doesn't ask her bridesmaids for help because she's so sweet. Like, and I think a lot of people are this way where they like don't want to inconvenience other people, but like we're literally here to help. And especially if we can just like get together for like a craft day and like do everything like one, you know, I had all my bridesmaids over to help me like do, um, I didn't have bridesmaids, but I was a bridesmaid and everybody came over for that wedding and we addressed envelopes and like put stamps on and sealed them. Oh, that's fun. All of us came and did it because that is a task. Well, then all it takes is like throwing on some music, like you said, getting some snacks or some pizza, having some some, some drinks. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a party. We're just, we're just all doing it together. Yeah. Getting some Don't hesitate to way. reach out to your people. I yeah. think there's a lot of people, some pe- some friends are shitty and they don't want to do anything and they'll come up with an excuse. But I think a lot of people are like, that sounds fun. Like getting yeah. together, eating, drinking, listening to music yeah. and doing some crafts. Like I think a lot of people would enjoy that. And a lot of the time, you're only going to have to do that once. So you're not feeling right. like you're, you know, asking them every single day for this and that and the other. It's like, hey, guys, like we're coming up. I could really use some help. If any of you are available, can you come over and do this? And yeah. So anyways, she said that she wished she would have had her bridesmaids or maid of honor over to help prior to because I was only there the week of. Um, that makes sense. So that... She said, um, well, I noticed this about her. She's very worried about bloat. I was also very worried about bloating on my wedding day too. And so all my only advice for that is like hydrate the heck out of your body because the more that you hydrate, the more that your body doesn't hold on to water because it doesn't feel like it needs to hold on to water. So you're not going to have that additional water weight. So just like oh, hydrate the heck that is so smart. out of your body. Like days leading up to the wedding. Days. Not the day before, not the day of. You're not going to freaking drink anything the day of the wedding. It's so crazy and busy. But leading up to the wedding, I like started really hydrating, I think like two weeks before my wedding. I had a very, very slim dress. And your dress was really cute. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. See? And I love it now. Then I had like second guesses and I just had to ignore it. I love, I love my dress. Ooh, this next one, Lara and I actually talked about on Friday's episode, but okay. I think it goes above and beyond. We had talked about just making sure you pack an overnight bag, uh, but I think Becca's idea went a little bit further than just an overnight bag. It did. She, so the, maybe it was like the day before though, I don't know when it was, sometime the couple days leading up to the wedding, we packed a rehearsal bag. So we got like just gallon Ziploc bags which is not like extremely sustainable, but it's clear so you can see what's in there. And we labeled them. So I had like rehearsal on one of them. And then that had like her jewelry that she was going to wear on her rehearsal dinner day with her dress. And it had those shoes and it had the bag that she was going to wear. She loves her accessories. So we put all of this stuff in this rehearsal and then anything else she needed for the rehearsal in that bag. And then we did like a morning bag. And that was that included this one was like a duffel because it had her shoes, her pajamas, her robe, her like any and all things that had to do with getting ready in the morning. We also packed like an extra flat iron, an extra curling iron, extra makeup. And then we did a guy's bag where we put all of those. What are they? The pocket squares? Are those just oh, yeah. called pocket squares? Yeah, pocket squares. 
So we put like all the pocket squares in there, like his watch, this, that, the other. I'd also suggest throwing in a surge protector uh, to your getting ready bag because there's always seems to not be enough. Okay. Oh, outlets. outlets. Yeah, Oh, outlets. that's a really good point. Toss a surge protector in that bag. Yeah. I have one literally like right here right now in a box. I don't know where it came from. But well, it everyone always desk. brings their cell phone chargers and everyone's like stuff is all scattered out. Yeah. And just Let's just keep it in one corner. Yeah. That'd be nice. Um, what else? And oh, and then like an overnight bag, obviously. But overnight. having all of those things separated, like anytime that anything was asked, and we had a details bag ziploc for the photographer that had like duplicate copies of the invitations, her jewelry, because that's gonna go with the photographer when they get there. Um, obviously, like you want like a wedding bag that might include your vows, your marriage license, your ring, like whatever. However, that makes sense for you to organize so you know where it's at. And then the other thing that we did was put everything in cardboard boxes and like staged them in different areas. Like this stuff's the reception boxes. This stuff's the ceremony boxes. So when we got to the wedding day, like this stuff goes to the ceremony site and this stuff goes to the reception site. It's almost like when you label moving boxes, kitchen, bedroom, downstairs, like people know where to unload them and where they need to end up. Yes, because there's a lot of crap. Yeah, there is. There's so much crap. There is so much crap on the wedding day. So these next two, we've already like kind of sort of talked about, but one of them was asking your maid of honor or someone close to be your inner voice leading up to and on the day of asking you like, what was it? How did you word it? Like, uh, is this worth your mental energy? Is this worth your mental energy? Or if you want to be like, Ashley, how many fucks is this worth? If you got a potty mouth, go, <laughs> yeah, ahead, exactly. and go ahead and do that one. <laughs> exactly. So that was one of the things that was really helpful on her day. And then the other thing that she did ahead of time, which I actually, kudos to her. I did not think this was important. And when she asked me this initially, I remember being like, Becca, like, is this really important for you to be stressed out about? But it was amazing. So she was like, who should I put in charge of my wedding day music? This is outside the DJ. This is outside the DJ. So this is like when the girls are all hanging out and waiting. This is when we're doing like getting ready stuff. We're all together in the morning. This is when we're drinking coffee before anyone else arrives. She designated one of her bridesmaids who's known her for a really long time to like put together a playlist. And this bridesmaid went above and beyond and put together that playlist. She put together a calm playlist if Becca ever started like getting stressed out or like frazzled or anything. Um, And she like she knew that was her job. And so the whole day she had music playing because Chris, how many times do we arrive? Like a music is so good for the soul. Music connects to memories. Music makes you actually happier from like a scientific level. And how many weddings do we show up to that like music just isn't happening because nobody's thinking about it? Yeah. And it feels weird. It does. It does happen way more often than you would think. Like it almost feels tense if I walk into a bridal suite and there's no music on. Yes. And it's just like silence. And maybe there's a little bit of shit. I also feel like people don't feel like they can talk loud if there's no music. And it's just like it just there's a different vibe. Yes. I don't think you, you're going to want that vibe on your wedding day. Right. Anyone. So that was a really cool thing that she that did. Is so was cool. Putting someone in charge of music. And I'm like. Good job, oh, Becca. Wow. Like she literally first brought it up to me. And I'm like, is this really something that you want to be like stressed out about? Like who to put in charge of that? And then she gave me a suggestion and I said, do it. Do it. Like, and because that's how I operate too. I'm like, pull the, pull off the bandaid and just do it. Um, But it was great. It was amazing. So 
highly recommend this. But and then the and, last and final. No, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just the last and final piece of advice that she has that she didn't do and wishes she would have because you guys have already heard that like through wedding week you get really stressed out and you're very on edge and you're just like thinking of all the things to do go on a date with your fiance she said it's the last time you're going to go on a date as fiancés before your husband and wife so date them step away from all things wedding planning enjoy them for a minute reflect heck yeah connect connect yeah everything just all the things yeah like what do you guys like to do together like don't just go to dinner like maybe you could just go to dinner if you're like foodies and you like that but like justin and i i think of this and i'm like oh we should go to like an arcade or like go mini golf or like something fun is like what we should do yeah like that just allows you to take takes you away from like kind of how the chaos of everything going on around you what can take you away where you can spend some intentional time together I love that final point. I think that's so important, especially because like you kind of talked about earlier, you know, you are going to be more prone to arguments the week of your wedding. And I think it's, I think you're less likely to maybe go as far or get as upset if you get to spend some one-on-one time with, you know, the person that you love and you get to have moments with them where you connect with them. And, and, and a lot of that is just like, Whenever Lara and I are fighting a lot and we've recently just come out of a season (laughs) where it just felt like every day or every other day there was, you know, something going on. It's because we hadn't spent time together. You know, you you can get so busy just doing life that or like working and doing all the things that you don't spend time with your person. And so it's so important to do it week up. 10-10, do it. 10-10. I totally, that's Justin's birthday. 10-10. Oh, is it? 10-10. 10-10. So... In closing, when I think you think about everything that we've talked about, there are two ways that you can approach your wedding day and two ways that I think Chris and I see people approach their wedding day. I don't know if there's a third way, honestly. Yeah, this seems like the the most common that we see. Imagine two forks on a road, two paths. You approach these forks and you can choose to take one of them. You can take the path where you are in control and you are kind of the commander and you're the one that makes things happen and things must happen your way. And if they don't happen your way, like you're not going to be happy. And a lot of us know that that's who we are naturally. You can take that path or you can take the other path. You can let go of control. You can, you know, ride it out like we talked about earlier and just like let things happen. It's the week of your wedding. You've been planning for at this point, you know, six months to 18 months. And, you know, for some people during these like COVID times, maybe like two plus years, let it happen. Like you've done so much hard work. You've made so many hard decisions that like anything from this point, just remember that why. Why are you getting married? What is your wedding? Why? And then let go of control. Yeah. And it could be really beneficial on the day of your wedding. If you literally run through this exercise that I'm going to share with you, like if you find yourself getting to a point to where you are frustrated, you are feeling like, oh my gosh, uh, nothing's going the way that I want it to go. And you do feel like maybe you're on the one fork that you don't want to be on. And maybe that fork is the one that's the person that's holding on to control when really the best thing to do would be to let it go. And so maybe if you just 
close your eyes, go be alone in, in the restroom for a moment, close the door, sit on the toilet, do whatever you got to do, and just sit there and like imagine yourself and just ask yourself, like, do I want to continue to hold on to control or do I just want to let the day play out however it's going to play out? And then literally, like if you have been, you know, controlling the day or fighting to control the day, like close your fists and squeeze them as tight as you can and then just let them go. Just open them and just let let it go. I think that if you need to recenter and do that a couple times throughout the day, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I will say the brides and the grooms that I do see that do enjoy their day the most are those that choose to ride it out, that choose to let the day play out however it's going to play out. They let it run off their back. They don't take anything too seriously. Um, That is a, a really good place to be on your wedding day. And like we talked about earlier, and like Ashley said, I do think that you kind of naturally find yourself falling into that. Yeah. But some of those control tendencies do sneak up every now and then. They do. And maybe this is one of those times when that trusted person can put you in check and remind you, like, it's time to let go. Like, it's time to be here in the moment. We're not going to worry about that. We're not going to worry about what so-and-so is wearing. We're not going to worry about how so-and-so doesn't, like, or my this one piece of hair on that bridesmaid is out of place. We're not going to worry about it. Yeah. It's not, it's not your job. Not your nope. things to care about. Man, that ended good. That did end good. Yeah. That did end good. So happy with that. I guess we can wrap this up. I mean, if you guys are enjoying these episodes, good. Because me either. (laughs) If you guys are enjoying (laughs) these episodes, share them with a friend. Um, That's the best way that we can grow um, is if you just by word of mouth, tell your people about it. Um, if you're in, you know, Facebook groups, I've been hearing that recently that people are like, I found you in a Facebook group, um, share about it. Nothing speaks more volume. Is that even like a right way to say that? Nothing speaks louder than somebody saying, I listened to this and this has really helped me. So if this has helped you share this with a friend, you can follow us on Instagram. You heard at the top of the episode, we aren't, um, we're trying, but we're also giving ourselves grace in the form of social media. You can also find us on Facebook at the Bridal Breakdown community. And in there, we just want to be a beacon of support. You can reach out and post and other couples are in there going on the same journey and trying to focus on their wedding why and their mental health during this. So know you're not alone and that can be a community for you. I want to give a little challenge to our Facebook community right now. We are in the early stages of trying to get this community going and and so i want to i want to throw out a challenge if you are already in the community i want to challenge you to step out of your comfort zone and to interact don't just interact with us with ashley and i but interact with other people if someone goes out of their way to ask a question man let's just be a great community and support one another and answer those questions let's participate but it's going to it takes some time to build these communities it takes some a minute for trust to like actually cultivate and for people to get comfortable so let's just commit to like being a community where we're just going to go above and beyond and be outspoken and and talk and share our thoughts and and all that stuff and mm-hmm. and i think if we can do that we're going to find ourselves with something really, really special on our hands where there's a place where people can go. They can get advice. They can um, share wins that they'd have. Like if you're in the community and you've already gotten married, like I would love it to become a thing. We're almost like 
maybe we need to create a template, Ashley, but to where uh, it just exists and people know that after they get married, they're going to do their bridal breakdown, wedding breakdown in the Facebook group to where they mm. share what their biggest win was, what was something they struggled with, what I was something this. that they like to where people can actually go and they can share. And maybe when you get some previews, you can show some of your photo previews with it, like mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But we really, really do have big vision and big goals for that community. And I mean, Ashley, I even have like, I don't even know if I've talked to you about this, but I'm thinking like in-person meetups and stuff like that, you know, once Mm -hmm. things are kind of in our world are kind of settling down a little bit. And, and so I don't know, we have big goals and big vision and and we're just so thankful for this community. I feel like this is a good time to talk about this in episode 50. So. Absolutely. That's a really good point. No, I love that. You were talking about that podcast little retreat thing that you went on earlier and that my mind was like, hey, we could do something like that every year. Yeah. Seriously. Very the cool. The one group that I am a part of, I honestly don't even listen to the podcast very much anymore, but the community is so strong that it's like, these are my people. Like, yeah. it, it's crazy. It's cool. So Very that's what cool. we're trying to create. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Have See a good you one. See you in the next one.